Hi, I'm Amber Harper, host of the Burned In Teacher Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Be sure to check out our other podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and GIF. This is Season 2, Episode 12. In this episode, we discuss tools for drawing, searching, spelling, and reading. And we do it all with digital games. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. I just watched this program about beavers. Tell me about it. It was the best damn program I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> it took me a second. It totally did. Her <laughs> face was like, I was waiting I for the punchline. I was like, oh wait, damn. Oh, I got it. Hi. How are you? How was your weekend? Good. Mine was epic. Really? Why? Because I saw Endgame Oh, and right. Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I, that's what I told my children. I said, not that my kids watch Game of Thrones, but I, I, I do not. No, but I told them that when they go back to school today, the only thing mm-hmm. they are allowed to say mm-hmm. about Endgame is that it was epic. And you must stop there because you don't, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Well, I said this morning, we were in a meeting. Everyone said, who saw it? And I said, I'm halfway through Black Panther. <laughs> and that was legit. Yesterday... I finished watching Guardians of the Galaxy 1, and then I started Black Panther. So Trevor and I, my husband, had this great intentions. He was so excited. I completely let him down. <laughs> that we were going to watch all of the movies leading up to He's seen them all, except yeah. for um, Agent Marvel. Is that the name of it? Captain Marvel. That one. <laughs> Clearly, big fan. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Agent Carter? No, Captain yeah. Marvel. That's what I meant, Captain Marvel. So yeah, he, I was like, yeah, let's watch them all. And then just things happen, like things come up and he's busy, I'm busy, it's different nights. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to make a list of the ones I actually want to see. The ones that I'm like, yeah. So I've been really waiting for Black Panther. I don't know why it's taking me so long. It's just, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this now. Um, I'll probably now go back and watch Avengers 1 and Infinity Wars. And then I'll get there. Is there any other one that I have to watch? You should watch Age of Ultron. What the heck is that? It's the second Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I'm going to watch all the Avengers movies. Okay. Yes. And you should- This one was the fourth one? This was the fourth one. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Okay. Like, Age of Ultron isn't the best of them, but there's a lot of references to past films. I would also recommend um, Captain America Civil War. I think I've seen that one. Okay. I think I've seen both Captain Americas. There are three. Oh. There are too many movies. <laughs> if they just came out in podcasts. <laughs> so maybe there I haven't seen three. that. <laughs> By the time this is released, we'll be back from Connect. We're going this week um, to Connect, Kim yeah. and I together. We're driving there together. Shooks and Gift, the road yeah. trip. <laughs> at like nine o'clock one night. How about we take my van. Okay. You drive it and I sit in the back and watch the movies. <laughs> I just gonna throw it out there. Maybe you could reenact them for me. Oh, that wouldn't that be hysterical? <laughs> you should get the scripts. Anyway, 
I don't think we're here to talk about this. We're not? So I'm supposed to talk, I'm supposed to watch Captain America and what was the other one? Age of Ultron. I am not a Marvel expert by any means. I appreciate Marvel. I appreciate mythology. I appreciate Mm -hmm. canon. Mm -hmm. And I respect the saga and what Marvel has achieved Mm -hmm. with the 22 films. I appreciate the saga, the fact that they managed to take all of these different mediums. It's mm-hmm. not just film, it's film, it's television, it's comics, it's it's Netflix, it's all these different mediums and how yeah. they put all of it together in this giant canon and the fact that Endgame was the movie that it was, I just, I really geek out and appreciate mm-hmm. the mythology of all of it. It's, okay. it's the same reason why I love uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. because it also crosses medium. Listeners, tell me. Which ones do I need to watch before I watch Endgame? Or should I just go in and yeah. irritate the crap out of my husband by saying, what's that now? And he's like, you don't pay attention. Because it's the other thing. Of course, I don't pay attention. And I'm on my computer. I'm... Because when I watch movies, I sit. This way I don't like to go to the theater with my phone open. And I'm like on Wikipedia constantly learning about like, oh, I know that person. Oh, they're married to this person. Like I need to know about <laughs> yeah. the actors. It's I'm terrible. Do you want to talk about EdTech? Not today. Why not? You don't watch Game of Thrones. I knew it as soon as you gave me that look. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yes, today. Yes, today. I will start. I have little shares. Okay. Chrome Canvas Mm. is uh, an interesting alternative to Google Drawings. It's it's easily accessible. If you type in Mm canvas.apps.chrome, it takes you to a page in Chrome where you can create a brand new drawing. If you click on the blue new drawing button. And it gives you some utensil options at the side. You can change your color, you can change your thickness, and then you can just start brainstorming and drawing. Okay. You can't share it. It's a one-person drawing thing, but I thought it was an interesting thing for brainstorming if you have a touch screen. Not so much, I don't I don't find it so useful on a laptop with my trackpad and my mouse, but if I had a touch screen and I could just start writing, okay. I think that might be um, a quick way to capture thoughts. Yeah. But what, what I liked about it a little bit more than that was they have this button called new from image. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to import an image from my hard drive, which I've done right here, which Mm -hmm. is a street view screenshot, I can annotate an image. And then I have the ability to export the drawing. Where does it export to? I think it just goes to my downloads. But then I could put it in a slide deck if I wanted. Yeah. So I mean, if I would, if I was student wanting to show my learning. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, you could do this in slides, you could do it in drawings. If you're interested in a really quick tool that you don't have to go into the G Suite to use, yep. there's nothing permanent about it, although it does save your drawings automatically on your dash, oh, cool. and it's attached to your Chrome account. It could be a really good piece for our younger learners mm-hmm. who don't have to go into Drive and click the new button and click Drawing. It's a quick, if you bookmark this for them, it's a one-stop shop if they have it. And they just have to pick a And they just blue, have to pick the, the blue, blue button. button and then just go in to start drawing, um, especially if you have touch screens. Neat. I like it. I like to see where they're going with it. It's an apps.chrome, though. It's not one of those, like, with Googles that we've been talking about it's not. a lot lately. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what they're going to do with it. I wonder what the purpose is. You know what this sort of reminds me of, Shoots? What? Do you remember when they came out with... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Quick Draw and... I knew exactly where you are going with yeah. that. What was yeah. the other one? Auto Draw. Auto Draw. Right? So it says, okay, draw a picture They're building of, the AI. Yeah, like, we're going to guess. So draw a picture of... It gives you... A car. In Quick Draw, it says yeah. car. So you start drawing a yeah. car. Yeah, and it was a game. And then it guesses. And then like a month later... Auto, auto draw came out and so as you started drawing things would say hey I think you're drawing this and yeah. they had these little icons which I am positive those two are related they took the oh I for the sure algorithm. think they are 
from the one. I think, it, I think it may have even said that on there. Like the purpose of this is to build the AI. Yeah. It's the robots. Have we shared quick draw and auto draw? We just did. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, some people might be picking up from not new. If we've talked about this before. You can fast forward a bit. Fast forward a little bit. Or just listen to us again. So okay. I'll talk about one, you talk about the other. Okay. Okay, quick draw. If you visit quick draw with dot with google.com, there is a button that says let's draw. And the question is, can a neural network learn to recognize doodling? I love this. I love help, the doodling. So yeah, see it says help teach it by adding your drawings to the world's largest doodling data set, shared publicly to help with machine learning research. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So it's I thought they were being sneaky, <laughs> but they, they actually wrote it in big letters on their main page. So what it says is, and you can go ahead and play this, it's asking me to draw a spoon in under 20 seconds. Do it. So I'm going to start to draw a spoon, and as I draw... It's guessing at the bottom. I see a boomerang. I say, oh, I know, it's a spoon, and it said it. So yeah, I guess it. Yay. Draw a shovel. So I could keep going. It's going to give me about six things to draw. Okay, so then once you finish all six of them, it says well drawn. It shows you the six images that you drew. And if you clicked on a picture, I would have been able to see all the other ones that people drew for it. It's a still a really fun game to it play. It is a fun game. It's a really great game. Like if you if you have transitions in class yeah. or you have those days where it's like, Okay, it's the day before spring break, or you want to, you know, just do something fun, and I, I love it. I, I you'll think get a lot so of laughs. Fun. But, but do caution. Sometimes you may draw things that are not educationally appropriate right. by accident. Not PG. Yes. Okay, so Your then turn. that leads us to auto draw, and you go to autodraw.com. This isn't a with Google, which I always find funny because Quick Draw is a with Google. You open it up and you get a canvas and there's icons down the left hand side and one of them is auto draw. It looks like a pencil with some stars around it. So as I start drawing, let's say I'm going to draw a trombone. Okay, you go ahead and try your trombone. And lo and behold, I'm getting a trumpet. There it is, trombone. So at the top, it populates a bunch of different images um, that you might select from. So mine, as I've started, shows a snail, a bunch of snails, some weights. And it says, do you mean? Yep. Yeah. Uh, scuba diver. And then trombone. What I love about this is I can now click on any of the icons that have been generated that I've chosen to put in instead of my photo. I can resize them. I can move them around. And this is where when people are really reticent when I'm doing sketchnoting workshops, I say to start. Oh, that's good thinking. I'm like, pull this up because you can also add text. Yeah. You can fill colors. You can add your own shapes. So if you want to start sketchnoting, you're like, I really don't draw, but I like the little images. Give it a go one day on auto draw. Yeah. I think that's a good fun. Yeah, it's good. And great for little learners who may not, who want to sketch note. You want to introduce them to the idea of Build their confidence. Help yep. them understand the concept of sketch noting. Yep. So that they can get beyond the, the skill that's needed and get to the purpose of why it's beneficial. Absolutely. I really like it. So that's auto draw and quick draw. Not right. on script, but now they are. Awesome. You go ahead. So... I don't even really know why I had this one come up. I don't remember where it came from. And I'm going to kick it a bit old school in case people don't know about this. To Google a day. Uh -huh. We love Google a day. So Google a day is riddles. And this is another thing I think that can be really useful in the classroom right now. We're, we're about to go into some um, standardized testing times here in yeah. Ontario, right? EQAO is being written by our grade 9s and our grade 3s and our grade 6s. And I thought this might be a fun thing to do after a morning or a half day or whatever, however long it's going to take of really intense thinking just to do for fun to still have our students thinking critically but really low stakes 
So Google a day is at agoogleaday.com. And it says there's no right way to solve it, but there's only one right answer. And so they would ask a question and the example they give here is an 11 foot bird lives less than two miles from 30.891383 comma negative 102.885032. What is his name? So to find the answer, you need to put your search skills to use and how you would solve this one is, for instance, you can enter the coordinates for the map, right? So the 30 point whatever and the negative 102 um, in the search bar and learn that it is in um, Fort Stockton, Texas. And a quick search for giant bird Fort Stockton, Texas, or perhaps, you know, uh, it says, or perhaps you're the adventurous uh, type who will walk there in street view. It'll show you that you get to pay Paisano Pete. There's this big bird there and there you go. Yeah. And you can find it. So you have to use your search skills, which I think is a really cool tool to do in that. But also if you were, let's say a teacher librarian and oh. you wanted to teach some document or some research skills to students. Why not start with this as a hook to get them in and to get Absolutely. them excited? Well, the thing is, this is how I, before I knew about Google a day and maybe there wasn't, I don't know when Google a day was created, but when I was in the classroom and I was teaching research skills, I had my own version of Google a day. Hmm. It was like a scavenger hunt thing for search. And it would be like, so what's your kickback type in, on this then? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be great? I'm sure I'm the only one who thought of it. Yeah. Uh, no, I would Brought do things like, um, I want you to search for, for this phrase, mm -hmm. how many search results did you get? Mm -hmm. Now tweak it this way. How were your search results mm -hmm. changed? Uh, can you find this? And I, you know, I would just come up with all different yeah. kinds of questions like this. I love that. In order to help hook them into search techniques. You wanna try to play one? Okay, here we go. What is the term for the panic that resulted in Texas once the word of the Mexican victory at the Alamo spread? We were just in San Antonio. We should know this by, by just, just I mean, like two, two years, years ago. ago. Okay. What is the term for the panic? Can't we search? Sure. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Okay. So let's do um, panic at Alamo. Okay. Army panic known as the, the runaway, runaway scrape. scrape. Yes. yes. Okay. What former Baltimore Colt, that's football, right? Inducted into the Pro, have no idea. Into, into oh, the pro yes. Football Hall of Fame. So that yes. is. In 1968, published an autobiography. In 1987. Okay. Okay, Baltimore, Baltimore Colt, autobiography, 1987. Okay, try that. Art, Art Donovan. Donovan. Yes. yes. So that was an easy one. Okay. Oh, and we finished. And we, we got 1958, the year of our birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google a day, I think, is, is fun. Fun way to do some research, do the critical thinking. Give it a go. Tell us if you beat 1958. Okay. All right, I would like to share. Yes, that's why we're here. So good. I'm glad you want to do that. <laughs> I would like to share Symantris. And I couldn't remember where I heard about this. You said I heard about it from Emily Fitzpatrick. Uh, but it's a really fun game. So if you do research.google.com, also, again, talking about research, research.google.com forward slash Symantris, S-E-M-A-N-T-R-I-S, you get two kinds of games that you can play with a, with word knowledge. And do you, do you understand why it's called semantics? Semantics? Because semantics and Tetris oh. comes together, right? It's the semantics of words yes. with Tetris because you do have to, in at least one of them, it's kind of like a Tetris-y it's, te it's Tetris with words and you have to understand their meaning. So it's super addictive. Do not, I repeat, do not. You're shouting it. Like start this. 
if you have important things to do today. Don't. We warned you. Like, I, I feel like we need to be like, those commercial side effects could include. And, and start listing a thousand things. Because I went down this rabbit hole, as did many people on that Maple Syrup EDU chat. And they were like, well, there goes my afternoon. And it was, it was so fun. So if I'm going to click on the game on the right, which is Play Blocks, this is Tetris with words. So all these words fall down from the top. And you have to get rid of them by typing in a word that would represent as many of those words as possible. So for example, I see the word refrigerator at the bottom. So if I type in the word cold and press enter, it says, let's see if the AI understands which block you're talking about. And it isolates the words and it isolated the word ice, not refrigerator. So what happens is the block is going to be removed and turned into points. Along with any block of the same color in the area. So you want to be strategic. If refrigerator and ice were both there, but refrigerator were was touching other green blocks, it would eliminate all the green blocks it was touching. So right. you want to be um, strategic, strategic with the word that you pick. Yes. So now, for example, I'm going to pick um, pasta. The word is pasta, so I'm going to type... Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Really? Really? S-P-A-G-H-E-T-T-I. I said really, really, because ever since I was a child, I still cannot spell that word. I never know if it's S-P-A or S-P-E, and she knows that. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I've forgotten. That wasn't okay, me. So it Woo! automatically picked pasta, and because pasta is touching four other blocks that are the same color, it's going to get rid of all of those blocks, and boom, the words come down. And you get a you bunch have of to be able to get rid of as many blocks as you can before you hit the top, just like Tetris, and you die. Yep. What are these buttons on the side? I've never played with them. Oh, so if you... Oh. Struggle with colors. Which I do. I have a, a purple blue colorblindness for oh. years. I was like, it's blue or purple. I don't I never remember. And people were like, no, that's purple. I'm like, no. And I would fight people and I'd be like, clearly I'm right. And then I'd realize that like the 90 other people in the room thought it was the color that I didn't. So there's an eyeball on the right that if you click, it will change the colors of the of the boxes so the contrast. that are suited for you. That's one of them. That's blocks. Arcade I haven't played. Arcade is fun. So it it will drop a whole bunch of words, and the one that has the arrow beside it, you need to type a word that goes with that. So for umbrella, for example, you would type rain. And it will bring all the words that are most likely associated with rain down below a line. So in this case, it was hair, garden, sun, umbrella. The other words were dog, bird, moon, color, train, engine. Oh. And then it eliminates those. And then as you go on, sometimes you have two lines or two arrows above with the words. What's the goal? The goal is not to let it get to the top and get as many points as oh, you can. Oh, and it, do I have... We've lost shoes, everyone. Okay, so I'll continue the rest of the podcast on my own. I'm gone. It's good, right? It's super fun. That's the arcade game. That's those are game. really fun. I also, I just, I like the idea if you're studying words mm -hmm. and it's a really fun way to actually comprehend word knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Samantris. Do you want VR or do you want coding and graphic novels? I want coding and graphic novels. Okay. So check out, I haven't played in this too much, but it's called Dystopia 2153. It is by, I believe, Toronto um, educators from Teach Magazine. Yep. It's a company based in oh, Toronto cool. since 1993. And the idea is, you can start with a free account, but then I think it's it's freemium. You buy the book for yourself. So let's say you wanted one in the library in your classroom. It's, I think it's $25. You pull it in. And as you go through, 
So I'm going to click on one of them. It says, okay, we're booting up. Here we go. Welcome to this. There's this little animal. They'll be helping me get Lance to work by navigating the tunnels using code. Now what happens is it teaches you all about coding, but it is in conjunction with a graphic novel. So my understanding is as you're reading, it hits points where you're like, you need to help them do this. And then you have to like unlock levels and things happen to give you, I think, I think it's more pages of the novel that will fill the gap. Choose your own adventure in a way? It's not a choose your own adventure. So you have to read the book and then code to figure out how the story continues. That's right. It, it evolves the story beyond the book. And then that will lead you into the next episode. That's really interesting. I thought it was really interesting too. I love the fact that they gear it towards those reluctant readers who might be okay with solving puzzles, especially collaboratively, where they all may have very little knowledge of uh, coding in general. So, okay, yeah, I'm not a great reader, but I can solve puzzles and we can get in. I love the graphic novel. I used a ton of graphic novels when I taught grade so nine. So I taught, used a lot yeah. when I was in uh, grade eight. Taught so, grade eight, not in grade eight. When I was in. Yeah. So it's called Dystopia 2153. It's Canadian. The pricing does um, is there. So a classroom edition is $125. The home edition is $25. The print edition of episode one is $30.15. So oh, so not... you can get a digital book. Yes. Good. Um, even if you just have one in the class that sort of a group would sit around as yeah. a station. Like if you were, for me, I'm looking at this. Okay, we're doing... Um, literature circles and this could be one that they explore i think this would be a really neat idea for centers you yeah. have a coding center yeah in literacy yeah that's connected to a text so it's called this, i don't nice. remember at all where i saw it um but it came across i threw it in. i've had it in there for maybe about a month or so that's cool i just i would try that i would i would too. absolutely try that in my yeah. classroom and the, the coding itself looked pretty robust but based on what i've it played looks like with scratch it's oh it's it's block coding yeah, yeah. it's totally block coding but it looks like it starts off like pretty basic, like, okay, take four steps and then eventually will become more yeah. and more difficult. Just like when you go through the scratch modules. Yeah. Awesome. Dystopia 2153. I think I'm going to leave it at that today. Yeah, that was fun. So I'll see you tomorrow night. I'll see you tomorrow night. On our drive. <laughs> On our drive. You never know. Maybe we'll learn something fun and just like pop up and throw something in. You never know. Okay. Thanks all for coming out. Bye. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. I just watched this program about beavers. Tell me about it. It was the best damn program I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> it took me a second. It totally did. Her <laughs> face was like, I was waiting I for the punchline. I was like, oh, wait, damn. Oh, I got it. Oh, got it. I love beaver jokes. That is going to go so bad. <laughs> I know. It's going to, oh boy. <laughs> How about we take my van? Okay.
you drive it and I sit in the back and watch the movies. <laughs> Does that work for you? No? Don't worry. Okay, well. This is asking me to draw a spoon in under 20 seconds. Do it. So I'm going to start to draw a spoon. And as I draw... It's guessing at the bottom. I see a boomerang. I see, oh, I know, it's a spoon. And it said it. See, yeah, I guess it. A trombone. Which one is trombone? The one that goes right out? That one. And then I see bread, hot dog, hulu, spoon. What? <laughs> Where's my camera? No. Where's my camera? No, no. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Darn it. <laughs>